remember we used to go to my granny's house and or family houses and obviously I'm Irish and it's not a stereotype like people genuinely have (laughs) sing-alongs and I remember being so jealous because my sister used to be the person asked to stand up and sing her new song so I was like okay I'm gonna start writing Hello everyone and welcome to the Take the Plunge podcast. I am Kirsty, your creative industry host, and today we are joined by Irish singer-songwriter Isa Murphy. She has studied music in big cities, including New York and London, and she has recently released her debut single, Black Hole, which went to number one in Ireland within hours. Welcome, Isa. Hello, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm great. How's lockdown? It's good. I feel like this lockdown is different from the last one. I think people were more scared in the last one yeah I mean obviously there's still reason to be scared but um I think now it's become more normal life definitely yeah it's kind of like feels like this is normal the yeah new normal that's yeah what it is. the yeah. new normal I feel like people wouldn't know what to do if corona just went away like we'd all still want to wear masks oh 100% like I, I feel w- like we will for a while I think so too I was walking down the street the other day and obviously I had my mask on and there were like a group of people walking towards me and I was thinking how was it okay to not wear masks before do you know what I mean because there's so many other like viruses and illnesses always going around how did we always use the same card pin pad at a restaurant yeah I don't know I feel like Like, everyone's hand sanitizer yeah I feel like we've all become germaphobes oh 100% (laughs) I'm like, I need to wash my hands. Yeah. Nobody touch. Like, you know, if now I pick things up and it just feels dirtier than it yeah. would have done in the first place. Or like, I will never use a public bathroom again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unless you just like scrub your hands. Yeah. Like, Happy birthday twice. Yeah. Like, just washing your hands. Anyway, let's flash back to when life was the old normal. So what made you take the plunge into being a musician? I think there was never a moment that I decided to going to music I think I was always I mean my mom made my sister and I go to violin classes when we were like four and I was writing when I was like seven so I think I was always doing music but definitely releasing was a plunge like obviously that was the first step of making my music public so and what sorry what convinced me to do that was I had waited until I felt like I was ready and I had my project together and then lockdown came and I think I was just a part of me was like you know this could go on for we don't even know how long like two years yeah Yeah. so I don't want to wait until lockdown's over to release and for things to be more set up then so I just decided to release. I mean honestly I do feel like lockdown has been very good for a lot of people with music mm. careers like the, the example like the growth of tiktok like there are a lot of musicians that have released music and they were like oh i was, I was going to postpone it mm-hmm. but then it went viral on tiktok and it was yeah. huge and they were like well it was the best thing i've done yeah and even time to make more music and just think about where you want to go and yeah. stuff yeah backtracking to what you said at the start um you said you started writing when you were seven yeah that's weird <laughs> that's insane i'm like my sister started writing when she was about 10 mm-hmm. and I remember so she's older than me and I remember we used to go to um like my granny's house and or family houses and obviously I'm Irish and 
it's not a stereotype like people genuinely have sing-alongs <laughs> and I remember being so jealous because my sister used to be the person asked to stand up and sing her new song so I was like okay I'm gonna start writing <laughs> and I remember I started writing this awful song and it took me about three months to finish and I have no idea why I just kept writing <laughs> um but yeah that's amazing so obviously you've been doing it for a very long time obviously this isn't going to be from when you were seven but how would you say the first three months of your music career was I mean before I was releasing I was performing yeah so I guess that could count as you know my music career but I feel like in my head really it only started when I released so Mm -hmm. last month but I think everything has gone quite smoothly and I think um it was the best decision to start and take that plunge because I know a lot of musicians who just wait and wait and just like are too scared to ever release and think that something great will come along and make everything way more easy for them but um yeah the last month has gone really well so I'm happy I can't really complain definitely onto big things obviously as we said in the intro you studied all over the world and you say feel like you started your career when you started performing for those that don't know you did go to a music university how would you say that helped your career would you recommend it to other people so I feel like my music industry or like music knowledge started when I was 15 because I went to study music production in New York that was that really opened my eyes a bit more not just like learning to produce but I was in a class with like all these DJs and underground musicians in Brooklyn and like they were way older than me I was the youngest by about 15 years but um I think I learned a lot from them about the the industry and then after school I decided to go into it a bit more but I feel like you can't really learn about the music industry like no one can really tell you this is the way or this works and this doesn't work it's really just about trial and error and just doing things and I kind of hope that everyone finds out early if they want to do music because it's just a waste of time trying to figure it out if it's not actually trial and error yeah and I feel like it's like for example like when you start a sport or something or just you start something new like you kind of get a feel on whether you like it or not and if you're going to carry it on yeah you're not going to sit in a classroom learning about football exactly yeah from all of this, what would you say was your scariest moment? I think performance is probably scary for everyone. I mean, even if someone thinks that performing isn't scary, it is scary. Um, and I think probably my scariest performance was the MNIT Awards. It was in Battersea Evolution last year, just before lockdown. And there were like two and a half thousand people there, but it was a banquet. so everyone was dressed in like tuxedos and ball gowns and I was just like way out of my comfort zone so yeah that was the scariest and I feel like you I feel like no nobody ever grows out of being nervous on performing I feel like yeah. you could be five years into your career you could be like the next Justin Bieber you'll be before before you're about to go on stage yeah I mean even if it feels natural and even if they love doing it I feel like there's no way that you can't be slightly scared definitely not inside <laughs> oh yeah 100% like you'd be like oh yeah I'm comfortable but maybe you'll like get a bit nervous get a bit shaky or just yeah. something I'm sure there's 
I'm sure every artist has that one thing yeah. that they have before they go on stage that they feel or they do. Yeah. Um, that kind of makes it mm-hmm. different to them. Is there anything you wish you'd done differently in your career so far? So far, no. Thank God. Um, not yet. I feel like if you asked me that question in a year, maybe. <laughs> Fingers crossed, no. But but so far, no. I'm pretty happy. And obviously for those that do not know as you did just release your debut single and when this is out you would have released your second one which mm-hmm. you released independently what, what was that like the first one or the second one first one the first what was one it like to release independently for the first time um i really loved releasing independently which is funny i feel like i never would have heard, thought i would say that but i like having the control I feel like it sounds like a really scary thing to do and it is harder to do but yeah you can't really just wait for something to come along and if you release independently you can really get to know your own sound and your own image and your your own you know where you want to go your own path and I feel like I've seen artists that sign really early or get a team before they're ready and they don't really know themselves and and people create an image and a path for them and it doesn't really work so uh, yeah I've really enjoyed getting to know my my sound and my where I want to go um but yeah releasing independently is hard like you are literally everything you have to do your emails and you have to do you know set up all your sessions and do music while you're doing all the admin stuff and it can take away from the creative side of it definitely but I think starting off it's definitely I'm gonna say better I think yeah. personally to do it yourself well, I mean like there's tons of artists that have become very successful from doing everything independently like Hoodie Allen, Stormzy mm-hmm. they've done independently and they've proven to be very, very successful mm-hmm. so it shows that it can work you don't need a giant label and be under like one of the major labels to be successful you can do it yourself and mm-hmm. I mean, you can do anything yourself, really. I mean, you can, what other careers? You can start it yourself and you can learn, you can make the mistakes, and then at least then, once you, like you said, once you've worked your way up to the big label, you have your sound and you know exactly how you want to be. Yeah. Rather than being influenced by other people. Mm-hmm. I think so too. very good. And would you recommend being independent? Uh, I would say starting off definitely because, you know, for what you just said, like people don't really know you you know you and I feel like you have to establish who you are before getting anyone else to hop on board with that and I think like even if you're independent and you release independently and it's not going to go as well as if you are assigned to a major label because obviously you know they have connections in Spotify and everywhere I think it's really impressive to do things independently I see like artists and everything that they get for themselves it's impressive you know they've done that themselves so and I think it just shows work work ethic so I think yes it's really scary and it's the harder route you know it's easier to to get backing straight away but not that it's easier to get backing but it's easier when you're releasing if you have backing yeah I would definitely say I suppose it's kind of like starting a business isn't it like you're not gonna go and sell your products in Asda or W.A. Smith or Mm -hmm. Amazon anything like that if you haven't developed it you need to develop yeah. something before you can kind of sell it and make it on to be 
as big as Amazon or exactly. whatever brand you want it to be. Yeah, like the owner of Amazon didn't hire someone else to create the brand and create yeah. the the idea of the business. Yeah. You know, they created it and then brought it to other people. Yeah, it's like, for example, like Gymshark, they started out um, as just like a little in-your-bedroom kind of gym mm-hmm. clothing company and now they're a billion-pound company, which mm-hmm. is insane. So it shows, like, if you start something yourself and... And if you're doing something where you're putting your all into it and it kind of feels like your passion and your child, I feel like it'll get further. Whereas if you start something as a group and you're kind of just like, this person can do this for me, this person can do that for me, I'll just, like, you can kind of just pay your way out of it. Mm-hmm. You're not really putting your passion into it, are you? Well, so. so, And also, like, I think people take it so seriously yeah. and they're like, oh my God, I have to be so successful straight away and I have to have all this backing and everything has to be perfect. But, like it's music yeah. and it's not it's like it's art it yeah it's art and it's not like I heard someone say it's not like brain surgery <laughs> you know there's actually people who have to control every little aspect and have it perfect and I just feel like you just have to let it go 100% to go with the flow yeah and it'll definitely work out how it's meant to be yeah at some point we'll get there mm-hmm so who would you say has inspired you and your sound and your whole career? Loads of people. I feel like that's like the same question as what's your genre? You know what I mean? It's like, um, I think right now it's like Jesse Reyes, JP Sachs, Phineas, Lana Del Rey, Amy Winehouse, all those like singer, songwriter, artists. Yeah. I think all of them are really conceptual and like have tell stories in their songs and really focus on lyrics so I think I'm more drawn to those artists but that changes every month like yeah. I have different <laughs> inspirations every month I was gonna say like how you said you grew up you grew up doing music with your sister mm-hmm. I would say it feels very like Phineas Billie Eilish kind of vibe like you kind of grow up doing music together oh and yeah and the funny the funny thing is is that so my sister produces mm-hmm. and um she produced Black Hole and she's producing or she produced my next single and she's produced most of the songs on my project so it's so unintentional we just like working together and we spent the last eight months in lockdown together um but it's so funny because of that Billy Phineas thing yeah it's unintentional that we both work together as well it works yeah I feel like that can kind of sometimes be the best bond like for example like Kira Swoop we have quite a few people that are family members and that they work together oh, yeah. and they work well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it shows that, I mean, working with your family can work sometimes, especially yeah. if it's creative and you both love it and you have a passion for it, it mm-hmm. works well. Um, you can tell them, like, yes, no. Yeah, as yeah. As harsh as you want. <laughs> You're not going to be started by yes, then, are you? Like, you know that if, if something is bad, they're going to tell you. Yeah. Do you feel that you could take the plunge from starting with basically nothing or do you feel like you would say that, you need to have at least something around you or have like building blocks to Mm -hmm. form your career. Do you think you can just start from nothing and just you have a passion and just build it to what you want it to be? Well, I feel like you're always going to have to start. Like even if you want to find that backing, you have to start some way to find that backing. And even if that's not releasing, it is putting your music out there in other ways, like sending your music to people or doing sessions. Like I think there is this... um, like what I found talking to people recently especially is I think it's because of like Disney Channel and like those 
TV programs we used to watch where we all felt special and like we were all going to be famous. Isn't yeah. But people have this idea that you don't have to do that and things are just going to come to you. And I think I definitely felt that way before. But you do have to take the plunge in some way. Like whether it's a a big jump or not, you're never going to get anywhere without taking some plunge. I feel like that's like the really good thing with social media is you can kind of see how people grow on social media. They go from Mm -hmm. nothing to something and like people like fans love being there from the start and mm-hmm. like, I was the first one I was the first fan mm-hmm. and they love growing from like a really small fan base to huge mm-hmm. so like there are people that were around like say for example when Justin Bieber first started his career and they were like yeah. I was there from day one yeah and then it also it also kind of gives people more of a realistic idea of how it is to actually grow your career and, yeah and build yourself up and people can watch it and it's great whereas back in the day like when you did say like for example watch like a Disney movie you're like oh it just appears I just yeah I go to this music camp and I become a massive star because mm-hmm. it happens to be that this music camp is owned by mm-hmm. a massive celebrity his uncle and this yeah. get away from that but it's not realistic and I think um people are trying to keep up that image like yeah. even now labels for example will find an artist and they can take all the music down without anyone knowing and re-release it without anyone knowing and get those songs on all the playlists and make their streams massive as if it was their debut single that just came out last month whereas this artist has been releasing for years and that happens all the time so they're trying to keep up this like facade of things happen overnight and they don't <laughs> well it's like um obviously as you said but the the growing thing of tiktok at the moment like for example ash and tate mcgray yeah they've both been like sick. growing like massively recently mm. from tiktok but a lot of their songs that are massive at the moment they're old Had it, yeah like ash i was following her for age like years yeah. and marla the story has been out for years yeah and suddenly it's gone and people think it's new so I think people are in love with the idea of overnight successes but it's not true it's not true and it's hidden if if it is if there was like work in there which there always was I suppose the message is like obviously like when you do take the plunge you're taking the plunge you have to work for it it's not just gonna be an overnight success like I mean I'm sure there's like a one million chance like Shawn Mendes like you post a violin and next thing you know like you're star of the night yeah but like that is a very rare thing like the majority of the time the realistic part of it is you work and you kind of work your way up to that and yeah and I think like if you're obsessed with the idea of looking like an over like getting success your way there are a million ways to still look like that after putting in the legwork you know like labels taking down your music and putting it back up yeah or like yeah there's lots of other examples it also shows like even in like one normal industry and if you're in a creative industry like yourself a musician if you're a business owner it proves that like if you don't have the passion into what you're doing it is not going to work like mm-hmm. if you just if you you're like oh i'll just do it because it's going to be successful or mm-hmm. i know it can be successful and then you get disheartened when it's not oh my god like, i you know have to... so many people like that yeah especially in creative industries because like there's the the opportunity is not the word but yes there's the opportunity to get like fame and things and I feel like the ability the ability to get fame and I feel like that clouds a lot of people's judgment yeah I do I do feel like it's hard being 
in kind of like a business where mm. you can get so much from it you it can mm -hmm. grow to an insane a level compared mm -hmm. to like say if you like open a bakery mm -hmm. like you know like when you open a bakery it's not going to get massive so like, there are those people being like oh i can be a baker mm -hmm. but like if you're a musician everybody's like oh i can do it i'm going to be huge i'm going to be mm -hmm. the next justin bieber and then if that doesn't happen or they don't do it they get disheartened and it's the people that grind and they work for years and that mm -hmm. do get that and, and that's why you also have so many like copies of everything like 100%. oh my god the amount of people trying to be i don't know like Dua Lipa or ed sheeran yeah. oh my god if i hear another ed sheeran song that's not yeah. from ed sheeran but that's not a love of music that i mean you might be really influenced by that person but yeah. like that's just trying to be something that was successful to be successful I, think. I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize like the same with like creative industries as well as like the business industries you gotta look for that gap in the market yeah like if if your sound is the same as everything else in the market like you know it's going to be harder to grow it to get people to see like okay well why should i prefer this or over this mm -hmm. like whereas if say for example you have something unique and different in, and there's a gap in the market for it it's, there's more chance for it to be successful same with mm -hmm. like for example when apple started there was a gap in the market for it it grew yeah. and it became massive what it is today so it's crazy to see like the amount of links there is between something that seems like it's not a typical career mm -hmm. to a typical career i mean you can kind of see it kind of is a typical career you both is business you have to work you have to mm -hmm. um and it is yeah grow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so from that what has been your favorite moment of your career so far big question oh um i think probably releasing because obviously if you're making music or if you're you know building business or doing whatever it's nice for to finally share it yeah I think it was weird for me as well because I was like sitting on all this music and obviously I've been writing for years and I kind of not that I rarely show people but mm -hmm. it's not like I'm going around being like oh listen to my music <laughs> so it was yeah it was definitely weird in a good way yeah to share yeah I mean it was great I mean like even for those around you and your friends and stuff like I feel like for a lot of them that was the first time they also heard your music and your mm -hmm. songs and yeah. it, was, it was great and in my head that's so weird because yeah. I feel like I've been doing this for so long that everyone knows what my yeah. music sounds like and things but like obviously they didn't because yeah. I never released yeah I was, I was like speak to people like I was speaking to my friends um and I was like oh yeah my friend Isa she does music she's really good so like, oh, she's having music what she sound like I was like no, I just know she's really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's it's crazy. I I've personally seen like the amount of work and the the amount you've put into it, and you to get to like your first single release, which is crazy, and and it did really well. Like it went to number Thank one you. in Ireland, which is insane. Like I I feel like some people don't register how crazy that actually is. There are not many people that can be like, oh yeah, my song went to number one. <laughs> like okay, oh mad. <laughs> so obviously, one of your favorite moments of your career so far has been releasing mm -hmm. so as of the time of recording this you only have one single out which is black hole mm -hmm. um and you are releasing your second single in a few days which will be out when the podcast is out so do you want to tell Yay. us a little bit about that yeah so taxi is fresh we basically just finished it like i'm gonna say five weeks ago really um so it's really fresh it wasn't supposed to be the second single but i was just like i want this to be the second single and um, so my sister produced it again, and um, a guy called Bill Maybury co-wrote it with mm -hmm. me. And 
Um, it's basically about have you ever been in a situation and it's so toxic and you're just like how is everybody yes. not seeing through this 100%. and it's so like one level and there's no depth and everyone's just Ugh. yeah um it's about that because god i've been in so many of those situations oh, i feel you are. yeah i just i feel like most people have yeah um, but yeah so it's about that and it, in the song it sounds like I'm talking about a person but I'm actually talking about like a whole scene yeah um so yeah that's what it's about how exciting are you excited for it to come out I'm very excited hopefully it's done well well this is that people know it's done you all know how it's done but it's a mystery to us for now obviously you're releasing quite a few singles and stuff like that I will lead it up to anything an EP an album um it's um it's singles for now yeah so I have a few singles lined up for after Christmas for the new year yeah um and then an EP following that and then you'll just have to see just wait and see it's a mystery <laughs> finally the final question we like to ask all of our guests is if you were to come back and talk to us in a year's time where would you like to be in your career oh <laughs> question yeah um a little bit of a goal for yourself wow okay well obviously I'd like to have more music out there, which will happen. Yeah. I, I don't think that's an I'd like. I think that's <laughs> just a given. I think releasing independently and taking the plunge was really, that's what I wanted and that's what I did and that's what I'm doing with Taxi. But I think it's hard. You get to a point where you've taken time away from being creative. And now after releasing Black Hole and doing Taxi Next, it's becoming more um difficult to spend a lot of time doing like music yeah. just writing stuff so I think having a team that I love who I can you know just hand that work over to yeah so you can focus uh, more on yeah being creative I think having an amazing team and I would I mean it's weird because you can't really say oh I'd love to be doing live because yeah. we don't know yeah. but obviously that would be amazing yeah. and Wow, I need to think about this question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, doing live would be amazing, having an amazing team, having more music out there, just doing that um, is the goal. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that is definitely possible. I feel like you got a great career ahead of you. Thank you for joining us. So for, for those of you that have listened to all of this, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Um, do you want to tell us where we can find you, where we can find all of your stuff? Yeah, so you can find me um, on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else at Isa Murphy so E-I-Z-A-M-U-R-P-H-Y and Isa Murphy as well on Spotify and on SoundCloud and everywhere and just Isa Murphy just Isa Murphy I'm really <laughs> amazing guys do go check out Isa she is incredible huge talent she is going places she's one to watch thank you for listening and we'll see you guys on the next episode bye